1: And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond... Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zazlo family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954 589 2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented. From day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 3. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home... Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 18th of April. Good to have you aboard. Of course, we are a Blue Wire podcast presented, as always, by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800 800- if you're involved in an accident. You call 911 first, and then you get an attorney on the phone immediately when you call Anajar and Levine. Nothing on Zaslow Show 2.0 would be possible without my guys at Anajar and Levine. So I'm sending you to the best if you end up having an accident, God forbid. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, that's 800-747-3733. The drama has officially begun in the NBA playoffs. You gotta have controversy. That's how you know the NBA playoffs have started. And we got controversy. Last night, Draymond Green, DeMonta Sabonis, Warriors, Kings, we got the drama. We're gonna do a lot of NBA today. The Heat, they're back in action tomorrow. They're going to take an extra day off. I don't know why. No, actually, I do know why. Because the NBA has to spread out all these games. God forbid they have multiple games going on at one time. So the Heat and Bucks will reconvene tomorrow night. That's obviously beneficial for the Bucks because it gets Giannis an extra day's rest. Now, Giannis, the MRIs, x-rays, all that stuff... Everything came back negative, so he should be good to go. But an extra day there, clearly beneficial for the Bucks. You would think an extra day would come with a travel day. Not just an extra day where both teams are sitting and chilling in Milwaukee. So they'll play again tomorrow, not tonight. And then you get another extra day with the travel. They'll play game three on Saturday night. So, a lot of time in between games here. We'll get to the heat today, of course. The Panthers last night. They go down 0-1 in the first round series with one of the all-time great regular season teams, the Boston Bruins. Can't say you're surprised. It would have been a sh- it would have been a shock if both. I mean, one doesn't have anything to do with the other. But it would have been, been a shock if both the Heat, the 8 seed, win at the 1 seed, take a 1-0 series lead. And the Panthers, the 8 seed, win at the 1 seed, take a 1-0 series lead. You're asking for too much. Don't be greedy, all right? And hey, I, I could say this for both. The Heat tomorrow night is going to be super tough. I mean, you you want to go up 2-0, winning both games in Milwaukee? Now, granted, the Heat went up 2-0, remember, against Milwaukee in the bubble. And I don't think those were technically road games. I think they were technically home games. The Heat were the two seed that year, I believe. Maybe they were the three. But nonetheless, you went up 2-0 on Milwaukee. Who cares who was considered the home team, who was considered the road team? You're in the bubble. Going up 2-0 at the Bucks. So tomorrow's, tomorrow's I to say it's a must-win game for the Bucks. Cause it's not like the Bucks can't win on the road. It's not like the Bucks can't win in Miami. But the Heat already did what they came to do. You know, I said to my son going into the games, like, "Oh, the Heat—they're gonna get—they're gonna get smashed by the Bucks." I'm like, eh, you got—you got—you got two games. You, you gotta win one of these two. That's the goal. Get one of the two. Now, I don't think that means that the Heat don't go into Game Two. They don't go into Game Two hungry or. They don't go into game two still understanding the stakes. But I do think there's a human nature element involved where, yeah, they they got what they came there to do. They have now made it a series no matter what. When When the road team wins one of those first two games and essentially steals the home court advantage, we know that we got a series now. But it's human nature where realistically, you want to get one out of two in Milwaukee. Are you going to get the same effort from the Heat tomorrow night? I hope so. I mean, we've seen this Heat team where, like I said, in the bubble. You know, they went up 2-0 against Boston that year. They went up 3-0 against Milwaukee. But when you're playing on the road, it's, it's a little bit different. I think you're getting a major effort out of Milwaukee tomorrow night. I think if the Heat can hang around into the fourth quarter, then you got something. Would I be surprised if Milwaukee just blitzes the Heat tomorrow night? No, I would not. The Heat's goal, you stay within eight, nine points going into the fourth quarter. You see what you could do. If you could hang around going into the final period, all right, maybe we got something. I got a poll question out today on the Heat. Actually, I got a couple poll questions going on with the Heat. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that coming up. Before we get to the NBA, before we get back to the Panthers here. So I saw this online yesterday. This is this is wild to me, and I may have been twenty four hours late, but I got to bring this up with you guys. You can always hey make sure you like, you rate, you comment. However, you're listening to the show, I always appreciate that. By the way, I had I, I had one of our pals on Instagram. You can hit me up at Zaslow on Instagram at Zazlo Show on Twitter, and, and, and one of the great Zazlo Show 2.0 listeners, he sent me a message yesterday, and, hey Zazlo love the show, what's more beneficial to you? I like watching the show on YouTube, what's more beneficial, watching on YouTube, or listening to the podcast? And I was really grateful that he asked that, because I get to tell him, and it also gives me an opportunity to tell you guys, the podcast is most important, first and foremost. If it's, look, I want you to get the content, period. But if you're asking me which would I rather you experience Zaslow Show 2.0, the podcast is most important. And I don't post the whole show on the YouTube channel, specifically because I want you to get some of this, all interviews go on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Show. But I don't post all of the show because I want you to get all of the show on the podcast. But it's on the YouTube channel. Some of you like to look at your boy. You want to see this put him in action? You want to see how the hands move around all show? All right, so I'm giving it to you, you know. But if if you want to know what's most important, most important is the podcast. So I was grateful that our pal asked that. Now, I saw this yesterday. And I, I saw it on Twitter. And like I said, I think I was like 24 hours late to it. But hit me up at Zazlow show. Although a lot of people, there was a lot of interaction. Very polarizing topic on Twitter over the last couple of days. So, the Miami Marlins. No, I'm not leading the show talking about the Marlins. The Miami Marlins have a former pitcher, a former relief pitcher called Anthony Bass. He plays for, pitches for Toronto now. And he sent out a tweet With a picture attached. The flight attendant at United Airlines just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with a 5-year-old and 2-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess made by my youngest daughter. Are you kidding me? And there's a picture of his two lovely daughters. They're very young. They're sitting in their chairs. And there's a mess of popcorn underneath them. Again, let me read it to you. The reaction was very polarizing. The flight attendant at United just made my 22-week pregnant wife, traveling with a 5-year-old and 2-year-old, get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess by my youngest daughter. Are you kidding me? The level of entitlement in this tweet to me is wild absolutely wild first of all the whole united just made my wife they can't make you do anything that's for one they're not making you you're not being forced to do anything on these flights that that for one is certainly not true Number two, I don't know what it's like to be pregnant, but I have a wife who's been pregnant twice, so I know a little bit about pregnancy, and I could tell you, 22 weeks pregnant, you're barely showing. You're halfway through the pregnancy, you got a bump, it ain't that big, like maybe she's a high risk, I don't know, but you don't have this massive belly that you can't move around. 22 weeks, you're barely starting to show it like 18 all right 18 remember 18s when you start telling people that you're pregnant and you have to t- and if you have to tell people that you're pregnant you're probably not showing that much it ain't that big a d- big a thing she's not big at 22 weeks she can clean up after her kids and that brings us to the most important part right the fact that he felt this was something pe and I would say like ninety nine percent of people who saw this tweet and got involved in this discussion/ argument are very much on the side of United Airlines and think about that the airline industry today is such a shit show for the the grand majority of people to be on the side of the airline. As opposed to the other side, which involves a pregnant woman and two little kids. Do you know how off... You know, how much your gauge must have been off when he put this message out? Think Like, he sent this message out thinking, Everyone is going to agree that my wife and children who make a mess should be cleaned up after. Which is wild to have that sense of entitlement. His children... Made a mess. It's not that big a mess. It's really not. But his children made a mess. In a public place. And is mad. That people are not. Cleaning up. After his kids. What kind of entitlement is that? He's mad that his kids. Are making a mess. And are not being cleaned up after by strangers that's crazy and then you get some of the response like, do you always clean up after the mess you make at the movie theater and now I, I, my response to that is yeah when, when, when I, I, I make a mess in the movie theater now first of all I'm not spilling popcorn everywhere at the movie theater because I'm an adult but I take my garbage with me when I leave the movie theater of course I do why wouldn't I? Now there are people who come in the movie theater and clean up the stuff that's on the floor, like piece of popcorn or what have you. But I absolutely clean up my garbage after myself when I'm at the movie theater. If I'm like if I'm at a sporting event, I pick up my garbage. I you know we eat a pizza, I'm done with it. I'll carry it out with me. I put it in the trash at the top of the steps there. Yeah, any scenario I can, I clean up after myself. I certainly am not going to complain to the public that someone else is not cleaning up my mess. That's a crazy sense of entitlement. And like I said, she's not 36 weeks pregnant. She's 22 weeks pregnant. You're barely showing... You're showing a little bit at this point. You're in that phase... When a woman's pregnant, she could have the biggest belly. She could look like she's ready to pop. I don't acknowledge it. I don't even look down at your belly until you bring it up. I don't acknowledge women that are pregnant. I'm not getting caught in that trap that I say, Congratulations. Oh, for what? Oh, shit. I don't do that. I, I could see out of the core of my eye a woman's water looks like it's going to break. I do not. I don't acknowledge pregnancies. At 22 weeks, you're, you're, people can easily not even see you're pregnant, but also, hey, if you're well enough to travel, cause you get to a certain point when you're pregnant, the doctor tells you not to travel anymore. It's usually around like, I don't know, probably like around seven months, but here, you know, she's maybe five months we're talking about here. If you're well enough to travel, you have to also be well enough to clean up your mess. But this idea, like he was, he's trying to get someone fired at United. He's trying to get a flight attendant at United fired for not cleaning up after his kids. It's crazy. And he's, get, I, I predictably, I, I guess predictably, if you're a rational person, I consider myself a rational person, he's getting destroyed on social media. His responses to these people, uh, to to regular people, you know, tweeting at him, and then eventually it ended with him tweeting that, uh, thank you everyone for the support, I don't think he's getting a lot of support, so I'm not quite sure who he's talking to, thank you everyone for the support, United Airlines is taking care of matters with the flight attendant internally, okay good, I'm glad to get the update that someone's getting fired because they wouldn't clean up the mess your kids made, that's crazy, that's crazy, and the only reason I even gave it a look yesterday is Anthony Bess, hey, he pitched for the Marlins last year. Which of course he did. Really wild. Just I mean, can you imagine, man? And it's not like, oh, you know, it's like you make a mess at the restaurant. At the restaurant, you have busboys. Their job is specifically to clean up the mess, to clean, to clean the floors, to wipe everything down, all that stuff. That is their job. The, the, the stewardesses, the flight attendants, they now they're going to clean stuff, but that's not their job. They walk around with the garbage bag, you put your cup in it, but their job is not to be janitor. Their job is definitely not clean up after children who make a mess. But just the idea that he thought like he was so sure that someone should be cleaning up after his kids. That he's trying to get this person, this flight attendant, fired by being a professional athlete who has almost 30,000 followers, going to Twitter, and letting everybody know how awful this flight attendant is who would not clean up his kid's mess. That's that's some kind of entitlement. That guy's an asshole. I don't really know the way to put it. Dude's an asshole. So hit me up at Zazlow show if you feel differently, or I guess if you feel the same whatever. Hey, you guys know what it is. Zaslow Show 2.0, one of our biggest sponsors, the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, everybody knows, is Johnny Cuba. I love Johnny Cuba, man. The, 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 the only thing I hate about Johnny Cuba is when I finish my six-pack, I gotta get in the car and go get another six-pack. I wish I had like a Johnny Cuba tree in my backyard where I grew six packs of Johnny. Johnny Cuba, European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. You can pick up another six pack at your local Sedano's. Presidente with Dixie, Fresco y mas. You know about that Johnny, Johnny Cuba picante hot sauce. They got a rub. My man Juan has got a rub coming out soon as well. I'll tell you about that. Johnny Cuba, of course, their mantra. I practically live my life by it. Stay tranquilo. Tomorrow night, though, for the Heat game and Panther game, Panthers are 730 heat is 9. If you're looking for something delicious to help you enjoy the game, obviously I recommend another 6-pack of Johnny Cuba. So, against the Panthers in a second here, let's talk NBA. We got the controversy. Now you know the NBA playoffs are in full force. When you got the drama, you got the controversy. This is this is what it's made of. This is what the NBA playoffs are all about. The drama is in full force. So, let's start with with the boring. The boring is the Sixers and the Nets. Sixers win last night. They go up 2-0. Uh, 96-84. I think the final was a low-scoring game. I like those low-scoring playoff games. Everybody knows that. Obviously, it's looking like that's going to be a short series now. I, I I had a hard time picking this series. I I, I was going with either Sixers and 4 or Sixers in seven, I ultimately went Sixers in seven, because I feel like my distrust of the Sixers is so high, I don't think either, t- like I don't think the Nets are any good, but I also don't trust the Sixers, ultimately I went with, I don't trust the Sixers more than I think the Nets are shitty, so I went Sixers in seven, It's looking like the other way around. Because the only way this series was going to be a seven-game series was if the Nets got one of the first two. Then you could see like, all right, I could see them splitting the next two. Now we're 2-2. We're headed towards seven. It's looking like it's going to be four now, maybe five. But I think the takeaway right now, and the Sixers are certainly going to win this series, but I think the takeaway right now is James Harden's terrible. He's terrible. He cannot score around the rim anymore. Missing layups everywhere. He can't get to the basket. And he doesn't take any... Like, he can't score around the rim, and he's not getting those bullshit foul calls anymore. Took zero free throws last night. He can can still shoot. But he cannot get to the rim. And when that threat of him getting to the rim is not there anymore, they're going to be able to defend him better around the perimeter. He cannot score around the basket. He sucks. And if you think... This version of James Harden, which looks very similar to the version of James Harden the Heat saw in the playoffs last year and took that ass, if you think that Sixer team is going to get out of the second round, you're you're very wrong. Embiid has never been out of the second round. He will not get out of the second round this year either. They will lose to Boston, right? It's Boston, second round? No, I'm sorry. Second round, it would be the winner of Milwaukee and the Heat. Oh, no, no. Milwaukee is somewhere... I'm sorry. It would be Boston, because Boston's on the way to sweeping Atlanta. They'll go up 2 0 tonight. They will not beat Boston. They will not come close. That, that will be a short series against the Celtics. <coughs> like, Celtics in five max. So the Sixers are looking like they're going to cruise through this first round because even though James Harden is terrible, Embiid's amazing. He falls on the floor every time he's touched. Remember how Shaq used to fall on the floor every time he was touched? Oh, no, wait. Falls on the floor every time he's touched. It's obnoxious. But they're going to cruise through the Nets because the Nets are shitty. Harden, though, is terrible. I didn't watch a ton of this game last night because obviously I was dialed into the Panthers. But what I did see, and obviously what I saw from game number one, I'm telling you, the Sixer team's fugazi. You're going to win a lot of regular season games when you have the MVP of the league, Joel Embiid. But then you get to the playoffs, and you're playing good teams, and I do not believe the Nets are a good team, but you get to the playoffs, and you're playing good teams, you're not going to go very far when you only have Embiid. Now, Tyrese Maxey's great, but in order for this team to be a championship-contending team, you needed James Harden to be better than, oh, I don't know, terrible. So, Sixers go up 2-0. The big story, though, was the second game. The Sacramento Kings are up 2-0 on the Golden State Warriors. You love to see it. You had drama in game number one where you got E40. Not going to lie, never heard of him before this incident. You got E40 who was thrown out because he was standing in the front row. You're not allowed to stand, now when I say front row, he was standing on the floor seats. You're not allowed to stand on the floor seats. He was likely warned once or twice. He decided he's still not going to sit down. He got thrown out. He claims it's because he was black, and he was having discourse with a white woman. Although I think like the entire crowd in Sacramento is white. But nonetheless, you got the drama with E40 in the first game. And now this game, you got the drama with the drama king, Draymond Green. Draymond Green was ejected from the game last night. So, the Kings go up 2-0. This was a great game. Matter of fact, the Warriors were playing great. Once Draymond got ejected, I think it was early in the fourth quarter, Kings took over. Kings took over there. They they, they end up, like, I think both teams scored the same amount in the fourth quarter, but the Kings were much better the rest of the way when Draymond Green got ejected. So... <coughs> Here's what happened, if you didn't see it. Now, you got to remember, Draymond, this has happened already in this series. Last game, Draymond Green, he got tangled up with Sabonis. Sabonis is on the ground. Draymond Green decided to sit on him. And then he falls again and sits on him again, and then eventually gets up. So now this game, earlier in the game, DeMontis Sabonis got hit in the jaw. Okay, happens. Draymond Green gets tied up. Well, Sabonis falls. Now they're behind the play. Draymond Green is, is is like, his feet are tangled up with him. And here's where the controversy lies. Was Sabonis grabbing? No, he didn't grab with his hands. He like grabbed with his arms, like, like locked him. Was Sabonis grabbing Draymond Green's leg? Or was he protecting his face because he got hit in the jaw earlier? A case can be made for both his claims he was protecting his face and Draymond's leg got caught. I personally don't believe, well, I, I personally think it's both. I think he was protecting his face and Draymond's leg was right there and he's like, let me grab this for a second and make sure he can't get back on defense because I can't get back on defense, I'm on the ground. These NBA players, they're the greatest athletes in the world. They have incredible control of their body. They know exactly what they're doing. So I think it was both. I think Sabonis is protecting his face. And I think he also decided, let me get a piece of this leg right here. Now, does that mean the proportionate response from Draymond Green is to use Seth Rollins' finishing maneuver and stomp DeMontis Sabonis? I would say that's not a proportionate response. So what's likely going to wind up happening here is, I believe Draymond Green is going to be suspended. We'll get back to that in a second. But Draymond Green, he stomps him in the chest. Referee comes over, stops the play. They review. Sabonis gets a technical foul. So they cl- the officials clearly believe that Sabonis grabbed him on purpose. I think it was both. I think he was protecting his face and grabbed him on purpose. And they give Draymond a very obvious flagrant two. Because, you know, unless you're Christian Leitner, you're not allowed to stomp players. It's a good reference, right? Okay, 30 years ago. So Draymond gets ejected. And then you have just such nonsense. Crowds. It's the best crowd in the league right now. Those games in Sacramento. Golden 1 Center. It's not Golden Corral Center. I think it's called Golden 1 Center. It's not Golden Graham Center. Amber Wilson once made that mistake. Crowd's going crazy. And Draymond decides he's going to stand up on the Warriors bench and egg on the crowd, yell at the crowd. He's, I mean, he's yelling. They're going crazy. He's yelling at them. Let me ask you something. Since Draymond Green was yelling all kinds of obs- obscenities, being picked up by the cameras, at the crowd, there are probably kids in the crowd, he's calling some of them pussies, yeah pussy, yeah pussy, you can easily see in his face. Is Draymond Green's wife going to take to social media again, like she did last year, and go on an entire rant of how, rant of how rude it is and how obscene it is For the crowd, back then it was Boston. And I'm not trying to defend the Boston crowd, but how rude and obscene it is. and out of line to use the language like saying, F you Draymond. It's it's very unbecoming. So she had to write a whole post on Instagram. Is she going... Maybe I haven't seen it yet. It's been about 12 hours since the game ended. Has she written a post about Draymond's language toward the paying customer. I haven't I haven't seen that post yet. Maybe that's on me. Full disclosure, I don't follow his wife on Instagram or on any kind of social media. Has Draymond Green's wife posted yet about Draymond's language being inappropriate? What's fair is fair, right? There may be some virgin ears who were around Draymond. If you're going to yell obscenities like that, and it's very offensive to Draymond's wife, I'm I'm looking forward, maybe I didn't see it yet, has she chastised Draymond for his language on social media yet? I don't know. We'll see. But there's always a lot of hypocrisy. Everybody knows that. So Draymond, and you can go see the video, It's, it's crazy person behavior. And this is why they're going to suspend him. Because he's out of control. The year started with him punching out his teammate. And now in the playoffs, he's stomping opponents. And the interaction and the discourse with the crowd, it's not normal. Like, there's there's something wrong with him. It's not normal behavior. They're going to suspend him. Because if they don't suspend him, very early on in the playoffs, you are setting a precedent that you can behave like a maniac. And the fact that it comes right at the start of the playoffs gives the NBA perfect incentive to end this right here. We are not behaving this way. You can't stop your opponent. And then also, I mean, it shouldn't factor in the behavior toward the fans, but it's Draymond Green. It's all-encompassing. It's reputation-based. Yeah, that's right. It is reputation-based. Now, you got the softest commissioner in all of sports, Adam Silver. So... Maybe he's afraid of Draymond Green. He's afraid of upsetting the players. And he's not going to... Because you know he's super afraid of the players. And he's not going to suspend him. Well, while the commissioner certainly has say, Joe Dubars... And I forget what his title is. But Joe Dubars is the one who hands out the punishments in this case. You know, it's kind of like when the assistant principal at the school... They're the ones who hand out punishments, not the principal. The principal can have their say; they're in charge. But the assistant principal is kind of in tra- is in charge of that. That's like here, Adam Silver has say; he could he's in charge. But this is Joe Dumars' job to to rule on this. And I would be surprised if Draymond Green is not suspended. Now Draymond Green, of course, in the post game press conference does the whole second time I've had my leb grabbed. Referees don't do anything about it. Okay. Your leg was grabbed. Let's say it has been grabbed twice. Okay. Agreed, Draymond. You don't then get to stomp on the player. Like, you're not going to look at it and say, okay, he punched out a guy. Yeah, but he grabbed my leg. All right, but you punched out a guy. It's not a proportionate response. It doesn't matter what he did. You're still not allowed to do the thing that you did. Okay, he grabbed your leg. He received a technical foul. You don't then also get to stop. You don't get to make the rules up. So it doesn't matter. Like Draymond Green afterward posted a still image on Instagram. You know, so yeah, this is a basketball play. And you know, Sabonis has got his arms wrapped around Draymond's leg. You're right. It's not a basketball play. And then you stomped on him. And you're going to get suspended. Now, Sabonis, after the game, is claiming he was protecting his face. I think it's both with Sabonis. I think he was protecting his face, and he was also close enough to Draymond's leg, where it's like, let me grab onto this right quick, so then both of us can't get back. He can't get onto offense, I can't get back onto defense. He's going to be suspended, Draymond. And to be down 0-2, and again, Draymond Green acting a fool is going to cost his team this series. Because without Draymond, they could totally go down 0-3. And then you're done. It's over. It's over. And it'll be for the second time in his career. He costs his team a series. The first time, an all-time blunder, where he picked up a technical foul in the 2016 play- finals. When, in, in Game 4, when the Warriors were about to go up 3-1. He he wasn't suspended for his actions in that game with LeBron. He was suspended because they gave him a technical foul for his actions with LeBron. And he was over the threshold because he picks up a million technical fouls and he gets the automatic suspension for Game 5. And of course it leads to Game 6 and 7. Warriors lose all three. All-time collapse. Draymond cost them what would have been four straight NBA Finals wins. He's going to cost them this series again now. Now, the next game, I don't believe, is till Thursday. So we probably won't find out today. We'll likely find out tomorrow. But I think he gets suspended. I think he should be suspended. He's out of control. And just the idea that, yeah, this is a bad, like, okay, he grabbed your leg. You don't then get to stomp on the player. It doesn't matter. You want to be upset that the referee didn't call You could be upset. You don't then get to take matters into your own hands. Warriors are all upset. Kings are all upset. That crowd there in Sacramento, though, holy shit. What an experience, man. Well, we're gonna and and I feel great for those fans because you're waiting around for it was like it was like two years ago in the twenty one playoffs of the Panthers and Lightning, where it's like, yes, we're finally back in the playoffs. We're really good. And and it was like It was cathartic. You were letting out all of this energy that series. Especially because, oh my god, that first game. And the Panthers lost it, what, 6-5? It was the best game of that Stanley Cup postseason. But that's what's going on in Sacramento now. There's this cathartic release of energy that those fans are putting out. And I love it. I love it. But we're we're going to find out now in Game 3. See, I don't want to hear the whole... This series is over. The guys on television, uh, you know, the guys like Stephen A. Smith, they love when a team is up 2-0, and then you say the series is over. Can we wait for both teams to play a home game? Please, please, before the series is over? So there might be people who say this series is over. Like I saw the headline on ESPN earlier. Are the Kings exposing the Warriors? The Warriors were a god-awful road team this entire season. The only way they exposed the Warriors is if you had no idea the Warriors are a terrible road team. Pay attention. But we're going to find out now because, yes, the Kings have played well. The Warriors played well this last game until Draymond got ejected. But I think this series is far from over. We're going to find out in Game 3. Are the Kings up 2-0 because they're awesome? Or are they up 2-0 because the Warriors cannot win on the road? We don't know yet. If Draymond is suspended, I think the Warriors are gonna lose game three. If he's not suspended, I, I I think I think we have a long series. I think the Warriors will win both games in San Francisco. But we're gonna find out. Are the Kings up 2-0 because they're awesome? Or are they up 2-0 because the Warriors are terrible on the road? But don't give me this series is over, bullshit. Here's what we got tonight: Atlanta at Boston at seven. Atlanta's going to sweep that series. I mean, sorry, Boston's going to sweep that series. New York at Cleveland tonight. Kind of a must win for Cleveland. I like New York in seven. This is a must win for Cleveland. You can't go down 0-2 going to the Garden. LA Clippers at Phoenix. Kind of a must win for Phoenix. We got a lot of drama tonight. Kevin Durant has lost seven consecutive playoff games. That's right. And after Kevin Durant winning 28 of his last 30 Regular season games this year, Nets, Suns combined, previously eight-no with the Suns. He has now lost seven consecutive playoff games. Nets Suns combined. So lots of drama with the two games at with the game at 7:30 and the game at 10. Atlanta Boston is barely worth paying attention to. Alright. Hey guys. I got to tell you about Water Cleanup of Florida, and this is the perfect time for me to tell you. Not only are they one of our great sponsors here on Sazlow Show 2.0, but considering all the weather this past week, and again, it was like the 10 plagues outside again yesterday. Today it looks good, but now is the perfect time to let you know if you have some type of leak in your home or you think you may have a leak, this weather, this weather will do it. Well, then you got to call or text Water Cleanup of Florida. You need immediate assistance before not only does the leak get worse, but you may be talking a mold issue. Well, Water Cleanup of Florida is over 60 years of combined experience. Their team, led by my guys, the Green Signs, they are prepared to handle all types of leak detection issues. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and my favorite part I don't want to have to call all different type of people to come take care of this problem. After the leak has been located and repaired, of course, water cleanup of Florida, they're going to clean, dry, and Fully restore the damaged areas. That's because Water Cleanup of Florida is fully licensed, insured, and certified to provide the one-stop shopping that all of us busy homeowners and busy business owners require. You don't have to bring in other contractors. They're handled, they're prepared to handle the entire project from start to finish. The entire Tri-County area, Water Cleanup of Florida has you covered. Miami Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. 954-900-8635, wcufl.com if you want to go online. Hey, if you're not going to believe me that Water Cleanup of Florida is the best at taking care of any of your leak issues, just go check out their over 80 five-star reviews on Google. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Water Cleanup of Florida, we clean up your schmutz. So we get to the Panthers from last night. All right. I'm not mad about the Panthers last night. I mean, I was... Like, I was... I don't even know that I was annoyed. I don't think that's the best way to put it. I was really upset when they went down 3-1. Because I wanted them to have a chance. 2-1. You pull the goalie late. So... When you're the underdog... You're on the road, Game 1. You gotta weather, like, the first 5-10 minutes of the game, right? Right? Same thing in football, especially the same thing in basketball. The crowd, that team, that record-setting team, you got to weather like the first five minutes. Well, the first five minutes of the game, the Panthers picked up two penalties and the Bruins scored on one of them. The first penalty looked like bullshit. The second penalty, and they killed it off. The second penalty was a really bad penalty that Giovanni Smith took. Bad interference and they score on it. Easy goal for Pasternak. The first five minutes of the game is not the way that you wanted to handle game number one. You gotta weather that storm, and it was a storm, and the Panthers failed in those first five minutes. So they're down one-nothing. They end up going down two-nothing in the middle of the second period. And that was super annoying because the Panthers are dominating the first 30 minutes of this game. They were dominating the first 30 minutes of the game, and they were down 2-0, which was really frustrating. So there's two ways that you can look at it. And then shortly after that, Kachuk scored, beautiful goal, 2-1, back in it, baby. 2-1 after two periods, we got a shot here. And what ended up happening was, third period, the Bruins looked like the team that won 65 games in the regular season, and they shut that shit down. The Panthers had... Hardly any chances in the third period. The Bruins... And by the way, amazing goaltending. And they're really fast. Alex Lyon was sensational last night. It could have been 6-1. Alex Lyon was so good. I'm pretty sure you go with him again in Game 2. I think you gotta roll with him. Alex Lyon was excellent yesterday. Now... He did give up a soft goal, which leads us to, if, and we know this, right? The reality is, the Panthers have to play perfect hockey in order to beat this team in any given game this series. They don't play perfect every game, but in order to win, they're going to have to play perfect in those games. And while the Panthers played really well yesterday... They still lost 3 1 because they were not perfect. They're supposed to be playing really well and playing perfect. And playing perfect means Giovanni Smith cannot take that penalty. It means Alex Lyon cannot give up that soft second goal to Brad Marchand. And it means that the power play cannot look like the power play from last postseason, which was like 0 of 25 at one point. They have to play perfect hockey. And while they played well last night, it was not perfect hockey. So, now you ask yourself. And and you can make the case either way. The Panthers outplayed them for most of the game. They dominated the first 30 minutes and found themselves down 2-0 and then 2-1. You could look at this one of two ways. Matthew Kachuk after the game, quote, we can hang with these guys. You could look at it that way because, yeah, they hung with them. They did. Hey, we outplayed them for most of the game. We hung with them. We were right there. It's just one game. It was on the road. We're going to be okay. You could take that attitude. The other attitude you could take, the Panthers outplayed them. Panthers were dominating the game and found themselves down 2-0 still. The Panthers outplayed the Bruins for the most part. And still lost 3-1. We're fucked. You can look at it that way too. I think the Panthers... I think you saw how great this Bruins team is where... They can outplay you. They can dominate the first two periods. And you're still down 2-1. Because that's how great that team is. That's why you have to play perfect. And perfect is not taking stupid penalties. Perfect is not having an O for power play. And perfect is not giving up a soft goal. Now, I'm not faulting Alex Lyon. He kept the Panthers in the game. I thought he was great yesterday. But he's got to be perfect. And perfect is not giving up that soft second goal. And that's how you lose to the Bruins. So you can look at it both ways. We can hang with these guys. We outplayed them most of the game. We're going to be right there. Or... We outplayed them most of the game. We still lost by multiple goals. We're screwed. Considering the attitude of the players after the game, I'm judge, I am I would guess that Matthew Kachuk is not the only one who has that attitude. But, and Goldie referenced this throughout the game. For the Panthers, they didn't weather the storm early on. They got down one nothing. Then they dominated the rest of the first period. That's a great answer. The Panthers got down 2-0. And then they continued to dominate the rest of the second period, cut it to 2-1. The fact that they answered each time, like they looked like they belonged. You can make a case for both. I'm going to take the positive angle. I'm I'm with Kachuk here. The Panthers showed, they beat them twice in the regular season. The Panthers showed they can hang with these guys. Now, home ice advantage is not like home court advantage in the NBA. It's not the same thing. You can win games on the road. No problem. Ice is the same wherever you are. But the problem with if you go down 0-2 tomorrow night at Boston is a team that just won 65 regular season games, you now have to beat them 4 out of 5. My guess is... They have not lost 4 out of 5 all year. So... While the series is not over... If you go down 0-2... You can't... You don't want to be in a spot... Where you have to win 4 out of 5. And the way that I look at it... Is going into the series... Okay. Can the Panthers win... One of the first 3 games? Can they go 1-2... and In the first 3 games... Because if they win one out of the first three games, you're in the series. I don't care if it's game one. I don't care if it's game two. I don't care if it's game three. Can you win one out of the first three games? So, do you think this Panther team can win 33% of their first three games? And the reason I say that is because if you go into game four on your home ice, needing a win to tie the series... You're in it. So that's the way I look at it. The Panthers have three chances. They're all for one now. But you got three chances to win one. And that means you're in the series. All right. Chance number one out the window. Can you win one out of the first three? And I think they can. So that's where we sit as far as the Panthers go right now. Game two tomorrow night. I love it though, man. Like the game, the puck was about to drop. The start of the game, and I just turn to my son. I go, "All right, sixty minutes of anxiety. Let's do it. Let's do it. I love it." And I, I'm also, look, the goal's got to be to win, right? But I'm also just grateful. I've been a Panther fan my whole life, man. Thirty years. This is season number third. This is season number thirty, I believe. Thirty years. Although no, you know what? They had a season that wasn't played because of the lockout, so I guess technically it's season number 29, which will probably be why the franchise not made a big deal out of it being year number 30. Yeah, so I think technically it's season number 29. But 30 years of Panther hockey is what I could say. And we've never had a stretch where they make the playoffs four years in a row. So I guess if you want to count the bubble playoffs four years in a row, fine, let's do it. This, is the, this right now is literally the golden age of Panthers hockey. It is. It's kind of pathetic, but it is. So I'm just grateful as teams in the playoffs, again, that they're in the playoffs every year. That was the frustrating part, right? When they changed up the style of play, where it's like, okay, I understand that style of play is not going to win you playoffs, but can I enjoy the postseason several years in a row for the first time ever? You know, when it looked like this, when it looked like they were not going to be a playoff team. That was the part that was the most frustrating. Can 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 I have something year after year? before we radically change everything. But I'm just grateful. I'm, I really am. I'm grateful that they're back. I'm grateful that they're in the playoffs. I'm grateful that the puck can drop at the start of the game and I could turn to my son and say, all right, 60 minutes of anxiety. Let's do it. All right. So I just told you about water cleanup of Florida. This weather here, terrible the last week. If you got a leak, you got to go to water cleanup of Florida. Well, hey, you got to make sure you got the good insurance too. All right. And that's why I tell you about Brunt Insurance. Brunt Insurance, they've had my homeowner's insurance now for about 10 years. And I keep going back to Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because I've never had an issue. I know I get the best rate out there. I know I got the policy that fits my needs. If I want to get on the phone, 954-589-2204, and get Greg Brunt on the phone immediately and ask him a question, just ask him straight up, he's there for me bruntinsurance.com from pensacola to the keys and beyond brunt insurance they're gonna find the comprehensive insurance that is tailored to exactly what you need do you need car insurance do you need homeowner's insurance boat uh motorcycle hey maybe you don't own your home renter's insurance condo insurance you can't just go onto google and type in i need insurance no 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 the market's confusing Let Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and wherever you're calling from. They know the area. So whatever kind of coverage you're looking for, you're going to get the affordable care with the exact policy that you need. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Again, 954-589-2204. So got a couple polls we got to get to. Now, I don't remember I told you this yesterday. I think I did, actually. Yeah, this happened yesterday morning. So, you know Sheets and Giggles is one of our newest sponsors here on Zaslow Show 2.0. Love Sheets and Giggles. Well, Sheets and Giggles has been known to send some of the hosts at the shows that they sponsor out to great events. For instance, the Greg Cody Show featuring Greg Cody, my man Colin, founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, He sent Greg and Chris to the Final Four. Amazing, right? That was courtesy of Sheets and Giggles. Well, he wants to send someone to gain three Heat Bucks. Now, it's like, you know, I don't have to get on the bird. Don't have to get on a plane here. But he put out a poll yesterday, right? All right, so here was the poll. Now, the poll's closed, all right? But he put out a poll yesterday. And here's what it was. I told you this yesterday. I hope you guys voted for me. The poll was Sheets and... Again, at Sheets Giggles on Twitter. Sheets and Giggles. Which Sheets and Giggles sponsored sports podcast should we send to Bucks Heat game three in Miami? Okay. And here were your choices Lebitard show, Greg Cody show, sports adjacent. I think that's Jason Leisure, and Zazlo show. So cool, right? That I'm part of it. I just love being part of it. So the poll is over now, and the winner. With 43% of the vote. Lebotard Show. I made a run though, alright? I'm proud of the Zaslow Show 2.0 listeners and fans who voted for me. Lebatard Show won with 43% of the vote. Zazlo Show had 33% of the vote. And you know, Lebotard Show is a monster, okay? I was proud. I hung around, but Lebatard Show got a late push where they really extended their lead. Now, I don't know what's gonna wind up happening because it was then followed up with another tweet from Sheets and Giggles saying they're receiving allegations of a rigged vote. We'll have to look into this. What? I'll tell you, I don't, I don't mind not being sent to the game. If the vote is fair, if, if Colin wants to send one of his shows out to the game, that's terrific. I love being a part of it. I love just having the opportunity. But it's got to be fair. If there's shenanigans. Now the Levitard show has stolen stuff from Zazlo fr- from my show before. All right? Uh, a humiliation pool? Uh, the wheel of humiliation? Come on. They've stolen stuff before. Now if they're also going to rig polls and steal my potential appearance at Game 3 Heat Bucks, I'm very upset. That makes me very upset. So, hopefully, if this is true, I obviously trust Colin to look into it. So, we'll see. It looks like Labatard's show is going to be going to the game. But maybe Colin finds out that there were shenanigans and then I get to go to the game. I don't know. We'll see. I can't predict the future. You may be listening to the show. You're listening to the show now in the future. Maybe this situation's already been resolved. I don't know. You're in the future. You have more information than I have when I'm recording today's Zazlo Show 2.0 on a Tuesday. We'll see. I'll keep you updated. But of course, Sheets and Giggles, one of our favorite sponsors, SheetsGiggles.com. Use my promo code Zazlo at checkout and you'll get 20% off your first order. The Zazlo family, we are just four of over 100,000 Americans That are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles. And why is that? You'll see. You order at Sheets and Giggles. SheetsGiggles.com. Comforter. Bedding. uh, uh, The fitted sheets. Pillowcases. Eucalyptus pillow. Eucalyptus mattress. Super environmentally friendly. You're never going to shop for sheets anywhere ever again. You're going to be a customer for life. That's how good these sheets are. Soft. Breathable. My absolute favorite. SheetsGiggles.com. Again, sheetsgiggles.com use my promo code zazlo when you check out 20% off your first order. We have another poll question today. This one is regarding the actual game. So tomorrow night. We know Tyler Hero's out. He's done. 4 to 6 weeks he's done for the playoffs. Go to add Zazlow show when you need to vote. Today's zazlo show 2.0 poll. Who should start in place of Tyler Hero? For game two, here are your choices. Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, Victor Oladipo. So if you go Caleb Martin, you're essentially moving, you know, we're talking about moving Struess to Hero's position, and Martin goes back to where he started most of the season. And then there's Duncan Robinson, or Victor Oladipo. Now remember, Robinson started the third quarter in place of Tyler Hero. And and you also have to factor in Coach Spolstra. He normally likes plucking in a guy who has not been in the rotation into the starting lineup to keep the rotation as close to normal as possible. I think that's why you saw Robinson start the second half as opposed to Caleb Martin. Right now, the leader with 41% of the vote is Victor Oladipo. Robinson right now is 37%. Caleb Martin, 22%. I think Caleb Martin has the least chance of starting because I think the coach wants to keep the rotation as pure as possible. So I think it comes down to Oladipo and Robinson. Now, Oladipo, good defender. And he could have terrible offensive games, but he could also have really good offensive games. Super hit or miss. Very streaky. I personally vote Robinson. You already had the shitty defense with Hero. So putting Robinson in the starting lineup, you're still going to have the shitty defense. But at least with Robinson, you're adding elite three-point shooting and the defense has to pay a ton of attention to him. That opens things up in the middle for Bam and Jimmy. I think you want Robinson out there to space the floor for you. I think it's super important. And I would seriously consider Robinson starting in place of Hero. I would absolutely go Robinson. So go vote. At Zaslow Show on Twitter, Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. Who should start in place of Tyler Hero for Game 2? Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, Victor Oladipo, those are your choices. There you have it. So tonight, we have no Panthers. We have no heat. We got uh, we got WWE NXT, but w- whatever. I don't have time for NXT right now. By the way, if you didn't listen to this weekend's episode of It's Still Real to Me, that, of course, is my wrestling podcast, me and my pal Joey Levin. Make sure you go back in the Zaslow Show 2.0 archives. You go check that out. I got to catch up on my stories. I did not. I watched like the first hour of Monday Night Raw really late last night. From what i had seen so far, it was a it, that was a good show. Look like a hot show. So I'm looking forward to watching that this afternoon. Got a few other things I got to do. I'm not going to tell you everything. I, we'll, we'll be here all day if I tell you what what I have going on the the rest of the day. Come on, it's nobody's business. But anyway, tonight, like I said, you got a triple header. You got three NBA games. Hawks Celtics. Not into that. Knicks Cavaliers, very into. Clippers Suns, very into. As far as the NHL goes, 7 o'clock tonight, Rangers Devils, I'm into that. 7.30, Lightning Maple Leafs, I'm into that. I I never really watched the Western Conference Stanley Cup playoffs. At 9.30, Jets Golden Knights, 10 p.m., Kraken Avalanche. You You see, NBA, the NHL, they give you four games during the night. You know why? Because I don't have to be told what game to watch. I could choose which game I want to watch. Games can happen at the same time. And I have free will, you see. I can choose which game I want to watch. Alright, anyway. You know what time it is. Let's do big deal or not a big deal. Come on. If you're dealing with water, mold, or fire damage in your home, that might be a big deal. It might not be a big deal. Call Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. They'll tell you if it's a big deal or not a big deal. Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-900-8635. Big deal or not a big deal. So, you know, the game last night, both games last night, TNT. So obviously... You're going to get post-game Shaquille O'Neal, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, Ernie, the Inside, on NBA, inside NBA TNT crew. They're going to talk about Draymond Green stomping out DeMonte Sabonis.
0: Sit up here to be a hypocrite. I'll do the same thing. I really will. Don't be grabbing me because what am I going to do? Like if I stay there and just try to run forward, I'll fall. You got to get him above you. And if you're above you and you're in the way, you might get stomped on. Was it a dirty play? Of course it was a dirty play. But then just say that and yeah, leave no, no, it alone. No. Yeah. Well, hey, if you said not grab me, this won't happen. You can't go, hey, baby, you can't uh, go around. That's so true. If you never me. grabbed him, that wouldn't happen. I would agree with that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I do you. agree one with bad that. Play, on one somebody. bad play against another did, bad play. That's like, it. Well, don't grab me. But, but if, if, but I, if um, I grab you um, and you hit me with a chair, <laughs> it's not, it's like a, it's just excessive. I was just saying the stomp it's was i like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that is. he shouldn't like get him okay, off well, Okay, well. But it was, he on, was on, a little excessive. Hold on, would you like to get on the floor and show me the options when, when somebody grabs you? No, no I'm just not going to just move away. Mo- move you, away huh? Just walk. All right, lay on the floor and grab Michael. No, no, no well, you, got you got a bad, a bad hip. hip. No, 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 yeah, no This no. is not, this is, this is not a time. Why don't you lay on the floor and I'll see if I can stomp on you. All right, come on, I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it right now. Anyway. I'm, I'm going to stop on your face. I can't hurt that thing. He, he didn't have to do what he did. It was what excessive. Was he could have. He could have. He could have. He <laughs> could have. He could have. He could have. Come on, man. Here you go. Know, Just give me Zach, one two. You know, you know what he could have done. Just give me he one two. Now, he could have. He could have brought done. attention to the fact I, that he grabbed his hand. This I, is an easy one. I said love. Hey, hey. I love. I love. I love. you won't grab no more. Hey, Shaq, I love what Ward says. He stepped on him. No, he stomped on it. Yeah, <laughs> didn't step on the you He stomped
1: on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go big deal on this one because I think he's going to wind up being suspended. Uh, but Shaq, uh, you know, Shaq is on one side. Charles and Kenny on the other side. All right, that's good TV. I'm going big deal, though. Big deal. Excuse me. Big deal or not a big deal. So Brian Wintorst yesterday morning was on the, the ESPN show Get Up. And that's where they talk about, like, the big stories in sports the night before. What's coming up that day. Well, it was early in the morning. It was, like, 9.40 Eastern time. And Brian Wintors was on, you know, via Zoom out in Arizona. Talking about the Suns and Clippers, alright? So it was 6.40 Phoenix time. And the guys in the get-up studio were very confused why... In his hotel room, Brian Windhorst was speaking so softly.
0: Wendy, that's why I'm playing injured. I'm trying to figure out why are you the only one whispering? Everyone else is answering questions and talking. You're whispering. Why are you whispering? Well, we all have adverse situations, and apparently um, someone in the hotel room next to me was not a get-up viewer and not happy about uh, the early wake-up call here in Phoenix, and... um, Let's just say that um messages have been delivered not in a soft manner so i'm trying to avoid um having a wrap on any part of my body <laughs> don't, 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 did the hotel manager tell you to knock on your door and say quiet down in there uh this individual did not contact the manager but their point was made um, very strongly so i'm trying to respect my neighbors here in phoenix before uh 7 a.m <laughs> <laughs> I just turned turn on the you got backup uh, coming Wendy. we got you, yeah exactly listen I'm,
1: I'm going i'm going not a big deal all right I, i'm sure he's staying in a nice hotel but i mean was brian Wintour's yelling earlier the walls are that thin like it's nice of him to now be courteous and, and trying to keep it down because buddy yelled at him but I don't know. I, I, I kind of, and it is early in the morning. It's before seven a.m., but you're not in your home. You know, you're you're in a hotel. I feel like all of us have, you know, had those mornings in hotels where you hear people in the hallways. I I, I don't know. I think Buddy's got to calm down. I, I got I, I got to have some sympathy for Windhorse in this spot. I think it's not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Well, the Panthers weren't the only Stanley Cup playoff action last night. Stanley Cup playoffs are so good. You had two games go to overtime. Well, how about the Minnesota Wild? They win in double overtime at the Stars.
0: Harley cut off, steals pass, comes out in front of chance, score! It was Hartman. Fell right to him. And with 740 left in double OT,
1: the Minnesota Wild take game one. So the road team wins there in double overtime. Wild take a 1-0 series lead. They win 3-2. Uh, I'm going to go big deal. I mean, anytime you win a Stanley Cup playoff game, that's a big deal. Finally, you had another Western Conference game last night go to overtime. The Oilers, we all know, Connor McDavid, he's the man. The Los Angeles Kings, they're in overtime, and the Kings would win it.
0: Earlier, Arvidsson the steal off the draw. Kopitar, Apple. Kobitar delays, feeds Arvidsson, uh, has a couple of options. Kobitar along the perimeter. Now he up top. Uh, Kobitar moves in, Touch and yeah, they score!
1: Yes, the Kings, they win 4-3 at the Oilers. A shocker there. I'm going to go big deal. Anytime you win a playoff game in the Stanley Cup playoffs, that's a big deal. So the Kings take a 1-0 series lead last night. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. If you think you might have water, mold, or fire damage in your home, you got to find out if that's a big deal. Maybe it's not a big deal. Water Cleanup of Florida will tell you. 954-900-8635. 954-900-8635. Wow! What a show today! Excellent, excellent work. Uh it, look, tomorrow we're gonna have a Heat playoff game and a Panther playoff game. Playoffs are tough. Playoffs are hard. You gotta like, let's go! You know let, let's put our let's put our big boy pants on, right? This is hard stuff. These games are gonna be stressful. They're going to be anxious. You're going to have anxiety. You have lots of agita. Let's buckle up. Tomorrow could be rough. The Heat are headed into a very difficult territory. The Panthers are headed into a very difficult territory. We have a huge day tomorrow. Go to sleep early tonight. Rest up. We need to be rested and ready. Tomorrow's a very big day. Thanks to everyone who listened to this show today. Thanks to everyone who helped put together a great show today. Always appreciate everyone's help. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know with that.